is this your first time running for anything? Yes, it is. What inspired the run? You know, I was looking at what went through the state legislature, and, you know, they're in session 40 days out of the year, and some of the bills that were going through didn't affect Georgians one way or the other. And I was pretty astonished by that, given the part-time nature, that they should really focus on what people need. There Give me an example of a bill that didn't affect Georgians. English is the official language. That doesn't make your health insurance more affordable. It doesn't well, it's not designed to. I mean, it's designed but to speak to, to that specific is. issue. But is that an issue Georgia had? What is? Are we in danger of not speaking English? We aren't. We get 40 days out of the year. You know, if we were in session all year long, you might have time for frivolous legislation, but we don't. Our schools aren't fully funded. We, you know, have a D rating on infrastructure. Well, actually, they are now. Well, it was now, the QBE, the most recent session. From the and, and 1985 formula, which is not set for, not you know, not 2018. So do we really fund them fully? No. We're, we're just starting to make up the gap that we've had for the last decade. Okay, half of us start there, since you brought it up, mm-hmm. Don Johnson, uh, running for Georgia Senate. Uh, in a given year, 54, 55% of the state budget Mm -hmm. every tax dollar is is sent to education what should the percentage be well that depends on the county and the kids that they're serving for instance in clark county i'm I'm talking about the percentage of the state budget well but you would have to look at every county budget and who they're serving to then figure out what the state for and that's why you would have the formula so it might not necessarily be that there is a lot more money going to education, but it would be more targeted in where it's going. When you look at the U.S.'s education scores, they're in the 30s, 40s worldwide. When you adjust our scores for poverty, we come up to the top three in the world. So it's clear that what we have is a poverty problem more than an education problem. And so in Clark County, for instance, 24% of the kids who are in school live in poverty. It, studies have shown it costs more to support a child in poverty and educate them than it does other kids. So you need to be targeting that funding where it has the most effect and closes those performance gaps because once a kid is behind, it's going to be a drag on How does the legislature system. do that? What's, what's the appropriation method of dealing with that? Well, they would need to have a study done to come up, come up with a new funding formula that was So you'd replace QBE? Update it. Mm, okay to this century. I mean, you know, it is ridiculous we don't have a funding formula that was made in this century. Don Johnson, again, a Democratic candidate for Senate in District 47. Back up, because I should know this, and I could look Mm -hmm. at a map, but I'm lazy. Uh, The geography of District 47, especially about half of Athens, 46 Mm -hmm. is the other. What are the other counties in 47? So it is all of Barrow, all of Madison, um, a portion of Jackson, mostly the Jefferson area, and then the side of Athens from the 10 Loop over toward Gaines School Road, Winterville, Nowhere Road. That so that's, I mean, that's a lot of ground to cover. It is. It's 171,000 people live in the district. Wow. And, and, and this being your first race for anything, mm-hmm. uh, how are you finding the experience? Um, I mean, it's, it's hard, but I enjoy it. I mean, one of the things I really enjoy is getting out and talking to people. And when we've knocked on doors, I've had people say, I've lived here 20 years and nobody's ever knocked on my door. So just talking to voters that feel like nobody has wanted to listen to them. And one of the shocking things was when we went into an apartment complex that said nobody had ever come to our door, we went through the entire complex. You know, we stopped looking at who was a likely Democratic voter. We just knocked on doors. Everyone in that apartment complex didn't have health insurance. I mean, so... I thought it was a law they had to have health insurance. No, they don't. I mean, these are low-income people who are people who with disabilities who 
you don't always get health insurance. When you have a disability, you can be legally disabled. We passed a law back in 2010 that mandates that they have health insurance. Well, so, I mean, these there are, are people 30, who. There are 30,000 people yeah. in the district who don't have health insurance. Now, my point being, again, Don Johnson, candidate for Senate, I thought we had this fixed. I mean, I thought that was, we called it the Affordable Care Act, and suddenly health insurance became a lot less affordable. Well, we didn't have a public option, so that removed fixing it from a lot of people. And then we haven't funded the risk corridors, so that has made the premiums extremely high in Georgia. We removed the subsidies for taxpayers so that it could be more affordable. And so, no, we have not fixed it. And, you know, the Affordable Care Act, we had one bill that went through. Social Security Act went through 30 revisions before we ended up with what Social Security is. So the idea that you can pass one bill and never have to come and fix any issues of something so comprehensive as health care, which is a large portion of our economy, is, you know, it's ludicrous. Of course we need to go back and do more. The Affordable Care Act didn't go nearly far enough. It didn't affect the cost of employee-sponsored health insurance, which goes up 10% every year. By 2020, the Kaiser Family Foundation says health care for a family of four through an employer is going to cost 24000 a year. I mean, who can afford that? Who's going to get that second job just to cover premiums? We have to limit what people can be charged in Georgia, and that's going to come through the, the insurance commissioner. You know, we can put caps and say, if you want to do business in Georgia, this is what you can charge people and you can't go over. We have and to, then they don't provide the services. Well, then, you know, what? we've got Medicaid and we can have people pay into it just like they pay to a private insurance company. And actually, if more people paid into one place, it would make it a lot more affordable for everybody. Well, that's what I keep hearing about the Medicaid expansion. And, and there are a couple of things about that. Uh, one is... We can't compel doctors to accept Medicaid as payment, and more and more of them are choosing not to accept Medicaid as payment. Well, that's not accurate, because I've looked at the, stu- the statistics of doctors enrolled in Medicaid, and since 1990, the number enrolled in Medicaid has stayed the same. What happens is a lot of doctors can't take new patients, because when they take Medicaid, they get so many patients, mm-hmm. then they kind of hit their max, and they stop taking new patients. The other thing is, I don't want Medicaid. I was told if I like my plan, I can keep my plan. Uh, okay, you that, that didn't Medicaid? pan out. I don't want it. I, I listen. I'm 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 familiar with it. I know how it works. Other family members. I'm, I've close. I mean, I've seen it up close. I don't want it. Everybody. I work with people <laughs> who have Medicaid, and when you talk about cutting it, they start marching in the street. It covers. You know exactly well, what sure. it covers. Well, sure. You cut my entitlement. I I would be marching out there. Well, too. you know, an entitlement is something that you're legally entitled to as a citizen of this country. I mean, that's what an entitlement is. So you pay into Social Security, so you are entitled to draw on it. It's not a giveaway. You've paid into it, and Medicaid's the same thing. You pay a premium just like you do private health insurance. The difference is if I walk in with Medicaid, I know up front whether they're going to cover this MRI and what percentage it is, and they can't bill me the difference. But my husband has a brain tumor. We go into Emory. We get a $7,000 MRI, which is $5,000 more than the MRI got here in Athens. And we have no idea what portion our insurance company will cover, and we could very well be stuck with three, four thousand dollars of that bill. So, do I do I prefer that when I pay twelve hundred a month for my health insurance premium, or would I rather walk in, have an insurance that's affordable, know exactly what's going to be paid? I pay that and walk out, and I'm done. How do the rest of us pay for that? The rest of us pay for the the, the 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 Medicaid is, is going. It's got to be paid somehow. Where's that money coming from? It comes from federal tax dollars. So we've already paid for Medicaid expansion in Georgia. But we haven't paid for the future. I mean that that, that it's going to cost more next year. It's going to cost more ten years. It's going to cost more twenty years. But if I, people are paying into it, you pay for it the same way you pay for your private health insurance. I mean through Medicaid expansion, like with Peach Care, people pay premiums to Peach Care. 
They just don't get peach care. They pay for it, just like we pay for health insurance. You know, health insurance has been a market failure. We've had 100 years to come up with affordable health care in the free market, and we haven't. I mean, there are you know, millions of, of Americans that don't have it. There it could be argued that it's actually government intervention that, that's responsible for that. The government isn't directly or is nearly involved in, for example, homeowners insurance and automobile insurance. I have dozens of choices, and it's reasonably affordable. It's when government well, gets involved as it has. Isn't reasonably affordable in Georgia. Our rates have gone up higher than any other state. Okay, if I don't like it, I can buy from some other company. I mean, I have choices. I've got, what, two choices in Georgia for health care. Well, that's because we didn't implement the Affordable Care Act in the way that it should have been. And everyone knew that going into it, which is why they wanted a public option available so that when insurers chose not to provide in that area, then you actually had a choice. But I haven't talked to anybody who's got insurance through the ACA that wants to lose it because what they had before was absolute. We doing better than we were eight years ago? Well, we were just starting to come out of a recession, so yes, I think the question we should ask is, were we better than we were before the recession? And for most people, that's a no. Our wages haven't come back to the pre-recession times, and our health insurance costs more than it did then. Our car payments cost more, our car insurance costs more, but our wages haven't gone up. So most people do not feel like they're doing better. They may not have the everyday anxiety of, am I going to lose my job? Is, you know, is my home going to be foreclosed on? But I don't think people feel economically like life's going great. What can or should the legislature do to get me a raise? What they can do is change minimum wage because that tends to have a ripple effect through the economy. And, you know, minimum wage hasn't changed in decades. I mean, nobody can live on seven twenty-five an hour. Well, nobody should. I mean, it's typically a starting wage, right? I mean, you start and then you demonstrate skills that admit you into a higher paying position. It's not meant to be a place to stay. Well, first of all, the idea is that it is a minimum wage necessary to survive. And that's not what it is. It's not the minimum you need. The studies have shown that for Georgia, the average rent to be able to afford it, you would need to earn $19 an hour, which is, you know, significantly more than seven twenty-five. I mean, our kid got a minimum wage job. He wasn't paying rent. He was staying with us. And he was getting that job for spending money and, more importantly, for the responsibility that comes with that. It was his first real job uh, that he wouldn't have had with maybe a, a higher minimum wage. It's a job that would not have existed. Well, when in places that have raised minimum wage, jobs didn't go away. They might be replaced with different jobs. They might be replaced with robots and kiosks. Well, if you can be replaced by a robot, then what you've got is not a good job to begin with. Because if you've got skills that can't be done, you know, pipe fitters and plumbers aren't being replaced by robots. Neither are doctors, well, they're not making or minimum stock wage. Brokers. No, no those people not. are making minimum wage. They have skills that, that afford them the opportunity to make more and demand more than the minimum wage. But we do need people to serve us food. We do need people to cut our lawns and to sell us clothing. But they also need to be able to afford a place to live, afford to be able to own a car and pay car insurance. And how do we expect them to be able to buy health care when they can't even make enough to pay rent? I mean, so we do need to address the growing gap in income inequality. So in you this would country. compel employers to pay more money. We compel employers what they pay now. So why can't we say you have to pay a living wage? Because when they don't, for instance, Walmart, 40% of Walmart employees qualify for Medicaid and get it. We are giving corporate welfare to Walmart to maximize profits, and then the cost of doing that is passed on to citizens because their employees don't earn a living wage. So we still pay for it. We just pay for it in different ways. And 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. But I, I think that as if you come to Georgia and you earn a lot of money as a corporation here, the least you can do is pay the citizens who live here enough that they can meet their basic necessities. Question from a listener. I, I noted on your website. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get the website here in front of me so I can plug it for you. Electdon.org. I noted on your website, you mentioned the environment. A listener mm-hmm. uh, asked, uh, how do you feel about, and then what he says here is carbon-free nuclear energy. How do you feel about nuclear energy in Georgia? Well, if we can ever get Vogel up, you know, it's great. But <laughs> if Vogel had been a social service program, it would have been shut down after two years because people wouldn't have wanted to throw that kind of money away. But I think we need to look at as many alternative energy forms as possible. But nuclear also, it comes with risks as well. And apparently if Vogel's any uh, example, it's extremely expensive to bring about. So we might want to start looking at other things like, you know, solar and wind, not only as energy sources, but as industries to bring into Georgia so that we can have the new jobs. You know, you can get manufacturing jobs in high-tech things like solar, and you can be a high-skilled tech manufacturer, and those are good-wage jobs. Those are the kind of you know manufacturing that we should be enticing into Georgia. I remember this from the forum a couple of weeks ago. On your resume, some time as a sheriff's deputy, I think yes. you said the Augusta area? Uh-huh. Richmond and Columbia County. That was my uh, first job as an adult. I did it for five years. Wow. And you go to, I mean, I guess you got to go to the academy for all that. Mm-hmm. Or? I did. I went to the um, Peace Officer Standards and Training Council Academy in Augusta. And what about that? What What about that? Hey, that's just something I want to do. What made you think that was something you wanted to do or be? I just think people need to be able to feel safe. And I especially at the time felt like women who were the victims of you know sexual assaults and crimes weren't taken seriously and that that would change if more women were police officers to be able to respond to those kinds of crimes and to be there for your community. You know, it's one of the things that you get yourself elected uh, and you are running for state senate, Don Johnson. I mean, one of the things you'll deal with is that budget, and a portion of that budget goes to law enforcement, mm-hmm. corrections, and the rest of it. I mean, that that is the job. It is the one thing you're constitutionally compelled to do every year is go over there and pass a budget, and that mm-hmm. means prioritizing. Uh, every dollar a teacher gets is a dollar somebody else doesn't get in terms of setting priorities. Is there any place you'd cut, any place you'd emphasize in terms of setting your own budget priorities? Yeah, I would cut the tax cuts to big corporations. I mean, we give a $300 million tax breaks to the insurance industry, but we also had the highest insurance rates in the country in Georgia. So clearly giving them tax cuts isn't benefiting us as consumers. So why don't we roll back that tax cuts and then we can take that $300 million and put it into schools and law enforcement. I mean, I don't think you have to cut programs to fund things. We don't ever look at the cost of giving these massive tax cuts out. We gave $1.4 billion in tax cuts this last legislative session. That was from taking the taxes down. We could have left them exactly yeah, some of that was a, That was not a tax cut for a corporation. That was a tax cut for me. And so you would say some, that I am, but I should, you're saying I'm not paying enough in taxes? No, I don't think that citizens are paying too much. I think it is corporations aren't paying enough. I think we should let citizens' taxes stay where they are. Well, now, don't citizens end up paying the corporate tax anyway? I mean, the corporation's just collecting the tax from me, and pass, it's a pass-through. How is the corporation collecting a tax from you? If they pay their If, if the corporation tax, is making money and paying income or paying taxes on that income, they have to get that money from someplace, and you're looking at someplace. Well, I they're mean, already if, if, getting if I'm flying, your if, money. I'm, if I'm flying Delta, and Delta is going to, and I mentioned them because of the, the tax break, do they get it? This applies to any place. They don't 
pay taxes. They collect them from consumers. There's nowhere else for them to get the money. They raise their prices. Uh, put it this way. I was a landlord for a while. I had a, a mm-hmm. place that I rented. I had to pay property taxes on that. I never paid the property taxes on that. My tenant did. Yeah, but and if you raise the property landlord, taxes, I'm going to pass that along to my tenant. The corporate tax would be the same thing. So corporations should never have to pay a nickel? Because corporations we don't. They just collect them from consumers. Well, but they have a 0% effective tax rate. We as citizens do not. So why should they get... Well, that's and it's why not the legislature just, just cut my tax rate, and I was actually grateful. Well, but you, they give you a little tiny tax cut to kind of hide, all the, hide the big massive tax cuts that they give everyone else. I mean, we didn't get a $300 million tax cut on our income tax. And, you know, I mean, I'm not crazy about paying taxes, uh, but when I write that check out, what makes me angry isn't that I have to give the state money to provide services to me. It makes me angry when I'm getting paid at taxed at a different rate than, you know, Coca-Cola or Home Depot. And it's fine if the tax cut brings money in and creates jobs and like supports Like the movie thing, for example. Yeah, that has been a tax cut that has paid off. And so when they pay off and they make life better for Georgians, then I'm all for it. I want those tax cuts. We don't ever go back and review tax cuts, though. Once they get on the books, they're just on the books forever, and nobody ever says, hey, did this pay off? I mean, and an example is, and it's a ludicrous example, but it's one that went through, was the yacht owner tax cut. If you get your yacht repaired in Georgia, you get a tax cut for that. Yeah, because somebody actually does that work. But I mean, do that enough guy is, people is, get that work from a tax cut? They never went back to look to see, does that tax cut entice people to come to Georgia? Or are they just going to get their yacht fixed because they're in Georgia and on the way to Florida? Nobody ever went back to look. So if it brought in more money than it costs, fabulous. We keep it. That's but you're saying we good, don't know. We don't know. And so if we look at the billions that we give in tax cuts, I bet you can find enough in there that would fund a lot of our programs that they don't need. Electdon.org. Electdon.org is the website. Straight up out of time here, Don Johnson. Best of luck uh, 11 days from today. Yes. Thanks for dropping in this morning. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely nothing. And when your choice is nothing or the substandard policy that the you know Republican legislature allowed you to get through the Affordable Care Act, people will choose that substandard policy. But I'm saying that's not their only choice.